Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hello and welcome back once again for this month's edition of the Pop Culture Show. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta, and sitting in with me today, we have my wonderful co-host, Joan Kelly Walker from The Real Housewives of Toronto. She's also a philanthropist. She's an incredible lady, and she's a creator of the Joan Kelly Walker fashion brand that's available at walmart.ca. Thank Hello. you. Thank you. Hi, how's your summer been? Oh, you know, is it like how did we get this far in the summer already? I can't believe it's over. I know, and it's getting cold. I know. Don't like it. We don't like it at all. Well, with Fashion Week coming up in September, I thought I'd bring in some fashionistas to help discuss the latest celebrity news and relationships in general, from makeups to breakups, juicy gossip to what is really going down during Fashion Week here in Toronto. This is a show that you guys don't want to miss, okay? So you need to listen to the end. Let's welcome Shanaz Mohammed. She's the founder of Fashion by Law, which is a consulting firm helping entrepreneurs build and protect their brands, and Sergio. Alazi. He's award-winning fashion and lifestyle editor, and he was also on The Real Housewives of Toronto with Joan Kelly Walker. Hi, That's Laura. Right. Is this a bit of a reunion, or...? Oh, we, we reunite all yeah. the time. Yes. You guys, we yes. went shopping the other day. It was oh, did awesome. you? Yeah. Did you guys uh, find some amazing stuff? We had lunch. Stuff? Yeah, we had lunch. Yeah. Shops. Lots of Versace bags. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's start with the Miley and Liam split. So we, um, you know, that they split up again. So let's take a look at the glimpse of the relationship from the beginning until now. So they started dating in 2009 while filming a movie together. They made it a red carpet official at the 2010 Oscars. They've had several makeups and breakups since this time. However, in 2012, they finally got engaged. And within one year, the engagement was off. Miley decided to explore her sexuality, and there was no signs of the two reconciling at that time. By 2016, Miley and Liam were engaged again. And then in 2018, they surprised fans by tying the knot in a secret ceremony. The marriage didn't even last nine months, and now they split again. So I want to know, when is it enough, people? (laughs) Okay, at what point do you call it quits? How many times do you have to go back and forth before you decide that this is it, it's over, and, you know, it's not going to work? Who wants to start? I think you have to look at the root cause of it. I mean, come on. They're both superstars. They're both gorgeous. I don't know. She seems to me like someone that is a big attention seeker. Right. So maybe it's just not quite enough. Maybe she needs more spotlight to be just a a wife and a married superstar isn't enough. She needs to be out there because people want to know who's dating, who's seeing who, what are they wearing, what are they doing? Maybe she needs more of that part of her life. And he doesn't quite fill that. Sergio, what do you think? I honestly think if you've tried and tried and tried with somebody and there's still the same issues, it's never going to work. And I think you should just call it quits. But then I feel like there's certain aspects of that individual that keeps drawing you back and you kind of can't escape. It's kind of like a curse. So I think you just need to kind of set your own boundaries and tell yourself, like, if this happens again, that's enough. 
And That's I what th- I think. And I think when you get together at such a young age, you're mm. still growing and maturing so much. Like, I mean, they yeah. say that you don't really know who you are until 30. And nowadays, I don't think you really even know who you are at 30. Mm-hmm. So when you're getting together at such a young age, I think the relationship can be tumultuous. I mean, it can work. But also, like, I think people keep getting back together because it's a comfort thing. Yeah, it's a yeah. stability. You know, you because I don't know, like... And, and your families know each other and, and you know their family and, and there's a lot of comfort in that right and, and safety and, so you've got a safety launching point so you can go out into mm-hmm. the world and be this crazy big huge star and and joan is married but sergio you're still single right yeah yes and uh shanaz you're single yes I am. so and you guys know how difficult dating is nowadays it's really tough like i just started dating recently yes hello everybody i'm single again okay. is this I'm a like, big announcement I right here right, right now <laughs> okay so, and I'm finding it, like, there's just so many little, like, quirks and games, almost like little games. You don't know what the person's thinking. You don't know person is emotionally unavailable and why, you don't know why they're acting the way they do. And it, it you just, you pull back and then you give a little and then you pull back and it's really confusing. So sometimes it's nice to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's just that comfort level. I, oh, I think to just answer, you know, your question, you're like, when's enough enough? I think... When people are constantly changing, especially when you get together at a young age, enough is enough when you just, you know, you don't meet at your similar, you know, points that satisfy certain checkboxes for you. So when they come back, I feel like it's they've grown or something's changed and they're like, ah, let's see if this could work now. So and and yeah, and when they do come back together, I think that uh, it's never really the same, but sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a good thing when it's not the same because if you both identify those problems and then you have vocalized them, then that's a good thing, right? But it's really hard when people split up. They're both on a separate journey and they're both Mm -hmm. working out different things. And then when they come back together, they may not be in the right place still. So I think that's a really, really hard thing to accomplish, uh, coming back together. We need to take a break, but when we come back on the Dating and Relationship Show, we are talking about, well, it's a pop culture edition, and we're talking about couples who have reconciled after calling it quits. We'll be back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta. From singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hello, everybody. I'm Joan Kelly Walker, and this is the pop culture edition of the Dating and Relationship Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And the host of the show is here with me today, Laura Bellotta. Hello. Hi, Laura. <laughs> we are also joined by Shanaz Mohammed, the founder of Fashion By Law Consulting Firm, and Sergio Alazi, award winning fashion and lifestyle editor. Now, before the break, we were talking about couples that keep breaking up and getting back together. And they say sometimes that breaking up and making up can make a couple that much stronger. But when you make up and break up as many times as Miley and Liam, do you really think that makes you stronger? Or honestly, is that just painful torture? Painful torture. Painful torture, right? Yeah, I think so. So, Laura, you just recently laid a little bit of a bombshell on us, letting people in on the the fact that you're now dating. Would you consider getting back with the ex, or or would that just be torture? No, no. I mean... Uh, it wouldn't be torturous because we had such a, a great relationship in terms of friendship, but I think both of us wanted more than that. So I wouldn't call it torture, but I think that 
being uncertain about your relationship can definitely take a toll on you as a person. Um, and I don't like, you know, feeling like someone uh, doesn't want to be a big part of my life. Um, and I find that it can be draining too. Sometimes we give so much of ourselves to somebody and they really don't deserve it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I, yeah, I think that um, as we get older too, we want someone that we can depend on, right? Someone's going to be by our side, someone who's going to be there through the thick and through the thin. Like and I think principle. that's really hard to find. Go ahead, Shanas. I was going to say, it's like a principle of reciprocity almost. It's like you want to see someone meet you halfway, especially as you know you mature in your own life and in your relationship. You just, if you give that much, I think you have, you develop those expectations too. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think with the Miley and Liam situation, I've seen this in real life with some of my friends um, also who have similar relationships. Um, You just realize that sometimes you experience such life-changing situations with these people and it's kind of hard to let go of that. For example, if you lose a family member and that person was there to support you, it's kind of harder to let go of that relationship if you have such strong memories and use that person as such a like crutch during a hard time or a good time. If you got a promotion and you became a CEO or got your dream job and that person was by your side to help you through that, it's hard to kind of let go of those memories because you won't find anybody who will relate and understand mm-hmm. every situation. Can never say mm-hmm. never, Sergio. <laughs> or not never, but you will. It's going to be really hard for somebody to understand what you had to go through to get to those stages or to get over certain situations. I think that's something that a lot of people tend to hang on to. Mm -hmm. So can you continue that kind of deep, intimate relationship with someone through those channels, that friendship and the memories while you're looking for somebody else? Can you do that? I think some people can, but I think you really do need to take some time out for yourself to figure it out. Like, you know, you just with my recent breakup as well. Well, it wasn't really recent. So we broke up at least over a year ago. It was like Mm -hmm. July of last year, but we decided that we would still live together because we have a house together and uh, we have a dog. (laughs) That's important. Right. And so we just didn't want... It was almost like a financial decision, but we slept in separate beds. We slept in separate rooms. You know, we didn't have sex and we were pretty much just friends and we continued the relationship as it was. Um, And I think for us, it's easy to just pick up the phone and but I think when the relationship has been very uh, there have been a lot of ups and downs and it's been very tumultuous I really do feel like you need to step back and take a break and really figure out who you are before you can be friends with that person again and then of course sometimes we get into other relationships and they're not going to like the fact that you're talking to your ex so Mm -hmm. you have to respect that I think Mm -hmm. yeah what do you guys think totally I agree with the whole idea of you have to you should break up with somebody before exploring because if you're still tied to your ex or the it's just person messy. You're, yeah it's messy it's disrespectful yeah I think for yourself too because you're not you're straddling you're not you're not moving on you want the best uh, of both worlds yeah yeah at some point it you have to doesn't work yeah you have to really focus on what do I want how am I going to get there where am I going yeah so let's say okay so let's say you uh, break up with this person again or maybe it's it's a first breakup okay so do you tell the people that um, around you that you broke up let's just say you just want to take a a little bit of a break and you're mm-hmm. not sure if you're going to be getting back together do you tell the people uh, uh, about the breakup or do you 
not mention it at all and keep it quiet. I what think, do you guys that think that is a very it's slippery slope. Tricky. If you start telling them the small details of the small things, that's all they're going to think about when they see you back together with that person. And yep. then they're going to think you're an idiot. What are yep. you doing that for? So I think if you're going to and like tell people, yes, we split up, you have to be as respectful as possible to the relationship that you had and just keep it super clean and respectful. Yeah, yeah. station as. Going back to just Miley and Liam, I think the messy part about it is, A, they are public figures. This picture comes out with her kissing, I think, Caitlyn Jenner at the time, and it was just messy. So that respect level is kind of there, and they're public figures, so it makes it really hard for I them to go back. I think that was just her trying to get people talking about her. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, like the whole tongue thing that she used to do. Yeah. I hated that. It was oh, so God. ridiculous. Okay, so um, so what if your family and friends don't support the idea uh, of you guys getting back together if you do decide to reconcile? Like, I know myself, if I had, a, if I went was going through a breakup, like, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, so I wouldn't be able to keep that quiet. Like, I would have to tell somebody because it would be driving me crazy inside. So let's say you want to get back with the ex, but your family and friends are saying, no, no. What do you guys think? Oh, we're going to come right back. We have to take a break on the Dating and Relationship Show. We're going to see or find out what family and friends uh, that don't support your decision about getting back together, how that influences your decision on the Dating and Relationship Show. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We are back. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show Pop Culture Edition. My wonderful co-host and friend, Joan Kelly Walker, is sitting in with me. And Thanks. before, when you intro the show, you said the host of the show, you are just important on the show as I am. Oh, thank you. I just want That's you so nice. and everybody else listening to know that because, Joan, yeah, you're a big staple oh, for you. this show. And so also joining that. us is Shanaz Mohammed. She's the founder of Fashion by Law. It's a consulting firm. And Sergio Alazi, he's award-winning fashion and lifestyle editor. And he's like hot to trot. He's all over the place. You were just in Milan recently. Yes, I was in Milan recently. And he took this picture with, Don- was it with Donatella? Or you were- Did you meet her? That's one secret I'll never tell. What do you mean? You have sex with her or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was at the fashion show with Donatella. It was right after the show. So I, I found um, like a picture from a photographer that took one with it. Like I was chatting with her. Yeah. Was she lovely? She was really lovely. She has a really thick accent. It's kind of hard to understand Italian, her. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. It's sexy though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> do you like Italian men? I love Italian. That's one of the reasons I keep oh, going back to Italy. You know They're what? so like, beautiful. So I, I'm temporarily living with my mom until my home is ready. And so I've I've always she's always got the Italian program on. And they've they're always in studio with these like I don't know if they they plant them there, but the guys and the girls are like supermodels. It's like, is there one unattractive person in Italy, really? <laughs> like, no. This is just absurd. No, there yes, isn't. There is. It's just it's gotta be fake. I just, I just I just can't get it. I don't get it. All right. So before the break, we were talking about what if your family and friends don't support you getting back together with your ex? Let's start with mm-hmm. you, Shanaz. What do you do? Well, I think it would be just really difficult. For me, I'm really close with my family. So I don't know. It just when your inner circle is kind of in your head, I think it does influence you. But at the same time, 
going back to something that we spoke about, you have to be really careful about when you're in a relationship and it's serious. There are some things I think you should kind of keep within that relationship just because when you do see your family or friends in close circle and if you guys are together, it just becomes that tricky slippery slope so so you have to be careful who you tell yeah like don't tell everybody all your business just give get one friend that Mm -hmm. is really trusted that you can pour your heart out to and do the venting that you need to do don't tell them all and it has to be someone if you say please don't say anything that they don't say anything a lot Mm -hmm. of people say oh yeah i'd never say anything and then they do right but sometimes family and friends see things that we don't see because oftentimes when we are in love we have our blinders on and we don't notice red flags or we notice the red flags but we just you know slip them under the rug and we let it go where because we want a relationship so badly so my uh, advice is that if all of your family and friends or most of them do not like this person and are giving you warning signs you need to listen to them if it's one friend maybe one family member then okay, but if all of them are telling you the same thing, then you got to get the heck out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. Like Sergio, what do you think? It's like the Bachelorette. <laughs> everyone, everyone was like, don't go for him, don't go for him. And he ended up having a girlfriend and broke her heart, right? So Exa- Because? Ex- yeah. They see, and you know what? I used to get upset with my parents. My dad would be like, I don't like, I don't like him. I don't like him. Right? He wouldn't like somebody. And you know what? That little bugger was always right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was always right about every guy I brought home that I didn't like. So you really Dad's like, need no. to listen to your elders. And I honestly to your family think friends. it depends how badly you want the person back and how invested you are. Like, say you are just fifty-fifty, and everyone's saying no, then I think you should not. You should kind of take it slow. But if you are like ninety-nine point nine percent sure that you want to get back with this person, I think you should fight for it. Yes, fight. Mm. It also depends how much of the relationship you feel that you're actually having to explain yourself. Like if you bring somebody around and all your friends say they don't like him because of just some, you know, common thing, not that you've disclosed something, that's something to consider. But at the same time, if you find that you're constantly questioning if you should be confining certain things in, you know, your friends about someone, that should be a red flag right there. Yeah. Okay, so now here's another point. It's important to clear the air fully if you're reconciling a broken relationship, obviously. Um, But should you put all the cards on the table before getting back together? Do you leave the past in the past to start fresh? And how do you do that? I think you absolutely have to. I think if you decide to take the person back, then you need to leave the past in the past and move on. Stop bringing it up. I know people going through this right now. It's like you've taken this person back. You've been back for two years, but you keep harping about the same thing that happened five years ago. That's so toxic. But But you have to have a cleanup conversation. See, I feel like when people decide to make these decisions, like just look at it logically. If you're going to have, you know, you've had issues and you look at things as a partnership and you know, try to put contractual values to it. You have to say, when we come back, let's talk about it and have this cleanup about it, like the non-negotiables or whatever it was, and then really make sure that both parties are on the same page. And I think that's when you can really move forward because you don't have something to constantly complain about and reference back. It's been settled. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know when it rears up again? Usually if there's alcohol. <laughs> or somebody right? keeps doing the same bad behavior. Somebody's had too much to yeah, drink, then right. they then they, they need resurface, therapy. they reach back and they bring all that stuff back out again. Yeah. And they're not healed. That bottom line is yeah. they're clearly not healed from yeah. it. So you have to really heal yourselves if you want to give yourselves that chance to move forward cleanly. Yeah. And I think it's very healthy to go to therapy. Yeah, there's yeah. a saying yes. in alcohol, you find the truth. So you know somebody's <laughs> true feelings. If they're lashing out oh, when dear. they're drunk, that means that that's how they feel. We need to take a break. After the break, we're, we're going to be talking about starting fresh for the fall. With fall comes new beginnings, and I want to know who's ready. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta. From singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the pop culture edition of the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Joan Kelly Walker here with Laura Bellotta. Hello. Hello. And we also have special guest today, Shanaz Mohammed, the founder of Fashion by Law Consulting Firm, mm. and Sergio Alazi, award winning fashion and lifestyle editor. Welcome. Shake it, Sergio. Yeah, shake, shake it. it. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the fact that here it is fall already. And to me, as soon as we approach this time of year, it always seems like, like a new beginning it's like january sort of only in the fall Mm -hmm. so you guys ready for it Uh, what changes do you think people bring to the table in the fall i love it i think i think we get together i agree Mm -hmm. well for myself sorry shanaz i I cut you off but for myself i tend to slack in the summer because i feel like i work so hard during the winter and i take that much needed time for myself just to relax and like you know almost get away from people a little bit (laughs) Not all people, but you know what I mean? Like, And then as soon as the fall hits, it's like, okay, it's time to start working again. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the air gets crisper, uh, the nights get shorter, it gets darker. I love it. Mm-hmm. And you almost, and in the dating world, we'll talk about that. But be- before we talk about that, Shanaz, I want to hear what you have to say because I kind of cut you off. No, it's fine. I was just going to say, I think it's like, well, my birthday's in the fall. And it's just for me, it's always a time of just kind of coming together from like the summer of rest, relaxation and, you know, taking some self-care time. And in the fall, I feel completely energized and I'm ready to just really set the tone. The new year's about to come and I work in spurts like that. I just get really Mm -hmm. pumped up to kind of like make the end of this rest rest of the year amazing. And the summer is so short in Toronto. I feel like we have like two to three months that you kind of just want to milk it. And it's so hard to get work done because you look on Instagram or your friends are texting you, I'm on this patio, I'm going to this party. And you're like, oh, that sounds so much better than doing emails. I'll take advantage. I only have two, three months of this. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I do. Plus the fall. I want to hear from you. Well, the fall in Toronto is, you know, I've been at the cottage as much as possible for the summer. And then all of a sudden, I host a show during TIFF called Red Carpet Diary. So there's that. And then there's Fashion Week. And now we've got my fashion brand, which is part of the fashion world. And it's like literally changing directions from summer cottaging to hitting the ground running. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people have worked all summer to put together Fashion Week and all the shows. So this is when it all comes together. And and it is time to really just, you know, take advantage and enjoy and really work those opportunities as much as you can. Yeah. But I I find like uh, from um, hosting events for singles, people don't really get going in September. Not right away. Really? 
Yeah. Why? At sing- as singles? I think because it's back to school and people, it's like a transitional period. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people get going until like the third week of September, really. Because I, I really don't start hosting events again until the third week of September, second week sometimes. But I just well, feel it's probably, like a slow start. They yeah. have to get their other things in order. Like if they have kids, they have to get them dressed and get your school supplies and get them in a routine before you can think about yourself. Yeah. So Joan, and you probably have more experience uh, than any of us because you have because two, I have kids. <laughs> you have two boys. So now, are you back? Well, when they were younger, I'm sure you were back rushing, trying to get them, you know, school shopping, prepping mm-hmm. them for the first day and getting back Well, it's always routine. overlapping with TIFF. So for the past 12 years, I've done this show at, at TIFF, and I've always felt like, you know, I'm sort of rushing at the end of August to get all their stuff done and, and not enjoying the process as much as I would like to engage with them. So my advice to anybody would be just take the time you need because those are fleeting moments moments and they and they're memorable moments for a parent and for a kid and they'll go by so fast so just take your time to really do that and then quite often I miss like the welcome back barbecue because I'm on a red carpet somewhere so you know that's disappointing this year I get to go and he's finally in grade 12. Yay! Yay! And Dylan, her her sons are such amazing people. Thank you. Creatures, I'll call them. They're so amazing. Yeah, they really are great kids. So how okay let's talk about how to find the time um how do you find the time to get the kids ready, work, to have a healthy relationship and not be totally overwhelmed? Ooh, I think that's, well, balance, which is a constant struggle for a lot of people. That's a, it's a, it's a tall order. If you've got kids and you're trying to date and, and like, where do you put the priorities? And quite often you yourself end up being after all the other priorities. So I think you have to always shift yourself up so that you are a priority and you take the time that you need to get your workouts in, you know, spend your time with your friends, like do things that energize and empower you before you're ready for anything else. And I think it's it's important to prioritize things and write things down and mm-hmm. get organized. Get a strategize. You have to really look, you know, I, I'm a huge proponent of strategy and planning, just obviously because of my firm and consulting. And with my clients, I try to always apply these good business principles and best practices to my own personal life and say, okay, where do I need to put my efforts and how is it going to work out? And as Joan says, you really have to like plan and prep. And it's so easy to, uh, for your relationship to take a back seat. But I think no matter what happens, you really need to make sure that you spend that quality time with your partner, whether it be after 8 p.m. every night, whether it be a date night once a month, whether it be, um, you know, going to the gym with each other without the kids once a week. But I think it's really important to prioritize and uh, make sure that your partner still feels loved. Mm -hmm. Right, Joan? Absolutely. But I mean, that's another thing you got to plan. And it's really hard depending on what their career is and what, you know, what's going on in, you know, in in your circles to find that time and make that time. But you have to like claim it and make it happen. So this is a question for you single people, Shanaz and Sergio. Um, So you guys are single. And do you find that like in the summer, are you like looking for someone or do you feel that you're content because there's so much going on, you're doing all sorts of other things and because it's cuffing seasons coming up and that's when everyone wants to shack up like in the fall. Cuffing? Cuffing season. Cuffing. <laughs> oh my. We're going to talk about cuffing season and dating on the Dating and Relationship Show Pop Culture Edition. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca. 
on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. It's the pop culture edition of the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm your host, Laura Villada from singleinthecity.ca. Sitting in with me today is my lovely co-host, Joan Kelly Walker from Thank the you. Real Housewives of Toronto. She also created the brand, the Joan Kelly Walker Collection, which is a lovely brand, Thank affordable you. for everybody. I wear a New few stuff of her items. Out. I really love it. I know. Right now. What? Yeah, so your, yeah. your um, photo shoot was last week. Yeah. And it looked amazing. Beautiful. And you used all your friends, which is great. I love using my friends as the models. I think it's a fantastic. Because I think it's fantastic. the brand is about, about real people. And real people come in all ages and shapes and sizes and heights and ethnicities. And that's reflective in but my friends and in my brand. Like me. Oh, of course. <laughs> and me too. <laughs> she even modeled with, with a cast on her foot. She had her little knee walker I up and down the runway. That. It was amazing. And we have pregnant girls wearing it. Absolutely guys wearing amazing. the brand. Yeah. And a great yeah. cause. Thank Going you. Yeah, and it's all and for it's Breakfast so Club of Canada. And the, the the thing that I love is the quality is so good mm-hmm. for the price. Yes. If you could pick up a dress for $40. Yes. Or less. Yeah, and you would pay three times that in other stores. Yeah. So before the break, we were talking about the dating world and cuffing season is coming up and how, you know, in the summer... We don't need much help for dating because people are out and about. They're going to functions. They don't really care. And I wanted to hear from Shanaz and Sergio. Does it change for you in the fall? I honestly think that the when the fall rolls around, I am just so overwhelmed. So I kind of like to take that time to find somebody or to like kind of take time to date during the summer. Because when the fall comes, it's like I have a new semester of school to do. I have TIFF. I have fashion week. I'm traveling. Then finals. And then trying to work out. Okay, you're not social the norm. Life. Yeah. How about you, Shanice? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of Wrong Sergio's answer. page with this. I, I feel like... You know, when September rolls around, it's such a transitional period with the fall coming in, the season change, and my mind is very focused on just my work. And I, we talked oh, about this before. I'm one of those Maybe like, if it's single. meant to be, yeah, probably. <laughs> so, what about you, Laura? Are you feeling this cuffing thing? Like, are you I, feeling like okay? Now I've been split you up. You know I'm at a point right now that I'll, I will invite the right person into my life but I'm not going to invite anyone else into my life. So if it happens, it does, but I'm not really going out there and searching for it. But if it kind of like just, maybe because I'm just not, not that I'm not so ready for it. I am ready people? for it. Are you going to go to TIFF events? Are you going to go to fashion events? And, you know, with the hopes of possibly meeting someone? I don't think you meet, Sergio, you don't really meet anyone at those events. Come on. At TIFF? Sure, there's all kinds of Well, maybe TIFF, but I feel like TIFF is all about people getting drunk and, like, trying to meet directors. And TIFF is about working for me. TIFF is about, like, interviewing movie stars, and it's totally fascinating. I think TIFF is, like, according to what your priority is, what your job is, it's different for everybody. I agreed. It's a great opportunity to network if you're in the industry mm-hmm. or if you're working with creatives for me i use these opportunities to network really yeah. and truly well maybe i can try to so you meet my people. way in there yeah bottom okay, line joan can i come as your assistant okay <laughs> i think you have <laughs> to meet you in. my way in yeah i think you have to pick the event like i wouldn't go to just some random screening i would make sure to go to like an event that you would kind of probably find somebody again there, the like planning, a magazine strategy yeah, strategizing <laughs> Yeah, but I just I just find the party starts happening like after midnight, and I feel like when you go out and it's after midnight, it turns into a club go scene, and everybody's daytime. really drunk. Mm-hmm. Go to and the then the guys won't events. come to talk to you during the like when they're sober at like nine. They come talk to you at after midnight when they're hammered, and then it's just not 
the same. Just go to the daytime events and leave at midnight. Okay, I'll come as your assistant. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, we've got all three of you are all fashionistas. I'm maybe trying to yes, be. Yes, probably. Uh, so Fashion Week's coming up. It's just around the corner. This is a semi-annual event celebrates fashion, arts, and culture where Canadian and international fashion collections are shown to buyers, the press, and the general public. So uh, Yorkville Village, right, has will be the home to Toronto Fashion Week with, with many runway shows and so many fashion talks and things happening. So what are you guys looking forward to or most forward to when it comes to Fashion Week that's just around the corner? Joan. Oh, wow. Uh, scheduling is tight. I like it if I can pick a night or two and go to a few shows in a row. That I love doing mm-hmm. that because then you get to see all your friends. You get to support the, your favorite designers. I also like going to some of the alternative shows because then you see up-and-coming people that are you know really creative and working really hard, and I love to support that as well. So I think those are probably two of my favorite things. Shanaz. I like to see some um, familiar designers that I've been watching throughout the years and just see what they've come up with this season. So, for example, I know Christopher Bates is showing and I look forward to seeing what he does. I had my entrance into fashion with menswear. So I like to kind of see what the new season brings around with familiar faces, too. I agree with Shanaz. I like to see designers I've been following for a while and seeing how they've evolved. But I also like to kind of tie myself with newer designers that I see their vision and understand and I kind of want to help them and guide them but I also want to see how they're progressing so there's a few designers that are showing that I'm really excited about um, Leslie Hampton, Stephen Lejambe they are really really cool I got designers. invited to their part uh, to the fashion show I think I'll go yeah, you, yes, should. you should go. Yeah, of support Canadian. Go. Right. We're but Canadian. But I, like, I have to get all dolled up and stuff, right? It's you know exciting. what? It's an opportunity to just dress. Yes. Like, yes. like take dress it up a notch. Okay. Express I'm yourself. Excited. Yeah. I think I'm going to do that this year. So can anyone go? You buy tickets? How does it work? Yeah, they have tickets online. Um, you can, I think they have different packages. They also have different talks. I know the Canadian Arts and Fashion Awards are doing some, you know, con- collaborating features and talks really trying to build and highlight different ways that we can support fashion and the economy here too so So what happens Mm. you see something on the runway and you're like you're like i gotta have that do you do you rush out to buy it i feel like with toronto now they are understanding more that people want to buy the stuff right then and there so they are doing a little bit of more innovative things to kind of do pop-ups right after the fashion show or uh, before the fashion show to allow people to pre-order or to buy the items right then and there you're listening to the pop culture edition of the dating and relationship show we need to take a break we're talking about fashion in fashion week coming up in toronto we'll be right back You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. This is the Pop Culture Edition. I'm Joan Kelly Walker with our host, Laura Bellotta. Hi, Laura. Hello. And joining us, Shanaz Mohammed, the founder of Fashion by Law Consulting Firm, and Sergio Alazi, award-winning fashion and lifestyle editor. So before the break, we were talking about fashion and fashion events and the Toronto International Film Festival and events that go around that and the parties and, and all that. So, so my question is, what if you have a partner? What if you're dating someone or you're with someone or you're married or you're committed or not or just seeing someone? 
what if that person doesn't love the same events as you? Then what do you do? Because there's often a big disconnect around this. You're just dying to answer this. I'm dying to answer this. So I think (laughs) Naomi Campbell actually said this the best. She's like, when I walk a red carpet or if I'm walking a catwalk, that is work for me. If you are in the industry, I think you should, when you go to these events, if it's not a party, if it's like a red carpet or if it's a networking event, I think you should go there with the utmost focus and make sure to get the most out of it. If you have somebody there, so like you, go said, you go by yourself, you go by yourself or mm-hmm. with somebody yeah, but who's you guys are working in the industry. So what about people that aren't working like myself? But then if you're not working and you're bringing somebody, then it's just a party. It's a date. Then it's a exactly. date. Exactly. Yeah, so it's but different. But we're saying, what if they don't want to go to any of these events with you? Is well, it then you don't have <laughs> then you don't think you're compatible. <laughs> Why are you compatible? Go do something you both like. One of my girlfriends is in a, a wonderful marriage. And her husband goes with her to everything to support her. I don't think it's entirely his thing, though. But mm-hmm. he's he always goes there and he always takes everybody's pictures. Oh, I know and, who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's amazing. But they're best friends. So my husband is like, no, I don't I don't have time to, like, work out this <laughs> week. I'd rather stay home. But your doesn't, though. Yeah, so he's. We're very clear about that, and I agree with Naomi Campbell that when I go to those things, I'm on. I'm working. working. I'm wearing some Canadian designer that I need to post about. So I want to do them proud, and I have to. You have to hit your marks throughout the evening. Yeah, and so it can I take th- a toll. Like it, it, you know, I had a, an experience like that too, where my partner was, you know, at the time he's very um, not on social media, private business guy, and. He loved to mingle and be around, but it was it, it felt like work, and sometimes it was like disenchanting. So it was like, ah, maybe you should go with somebody else because mm-hmm. they'll go and take those pictures and do that stuff. And when it's a different type of environment, plus they pressure. might not have that much in common with that type of crowd. Like yeah. the fashion world kind of draws a certain type of person, like mm-hmm. a, you know, definitely the creative brain. And if it's somebody that's not of that, then you know, maybe they just feel like I don't have that much in Out common with these people. Yeah. And it's and, awkward. And I think for myself, back in the day, it would have upset me a little bit more than it would now. Like, because I just mm-hmm. think that it, you can have different, like when I match people as a matchmaker, just because they don't have the similar similar interests doesn't mean that they're not a match. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are certain things that mean a lot to me. Like if I want to take an hour hike, like, you know, twice a week, and I, I really want to do that with a partner, if they don't like doing those types of things, that would bother me. But... I don't think it would bother me if I wanted to go to fashion shows and my partner didn't want to come. Like, I can't drag him to do those things. And plus, I need but someone to babysit the dog. what if he needed you on his <laughs> arm while he was doing some industry thing? And you were like, I don't even know what they're talking about. I, I don't... <laughs> Well, I think, I guess it just depends on the event, I guess. I, I, I would hate it that if every time I had to go to an event, he was just, he'd say, no, I'm not coming and, and just shun it out. But um, for the most part, but I, I think that, you know, I, they don't have to come to every little thing. Plus, it's nice mm-hmm. to have a break. I think it's mm-hmm. important to step out of your comfort zone. For example, say you're with a partner who's in corporate and finance and you're in fashion. I think it's important to kind of take time to not say no to everything, but say yes sometimes, just so that person feels that support, even though it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily your industry. Definitely. Yes, so just say yes sometimes, people. Just give and take (laughs) in a relationship. It's important to get into the other person's world too, right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, I want to talk about The Rock, you know, Dwayne Johnson, that really hunky guy. (laughs) 
The big, tall, muscular guy? I noticed. I, so he just tied the knot with his mm-hmm. longtime girlfriend, Lauren Hashian, in Hawaii. Lucky her. Because to me, I don't. he just seems like the ultimate catch, doesn't he? And his smile, his eyes, well, she, she put in time, though. She put in serious time to that. They have a child, and I think they were together for 10 years. So mm-hmm. that's like... That's like an investment And in sometimes time. it does pay off. A lot of people don't have, they don't have the time for that. Like I wouldn't. I'd be like, listen, if you're not going to commit to me, mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't, I don't have time for this, right? So maybe she wanted the same thing. I, I'm not really 100% sure. So I, I wish them all the best of luck. But my question to you guys is that, is what about couples that date for so long, they tie the knot and then the relationship is over in like a year or two? Because we hear that a lot, right? They've dated for 10 years and they get married and it's over in six months, a year, two years. What is it about marriage that makes people go splitsville? I think it's just, I, it's like maybe this couple is thinking that when we get married, this, 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 mm-hmm. this. And so for, you know, when they're married and then that this, this, and this doesn't happen, they're like, all right, now we can really say quit because everything is a build up to something. You know what I mean? Sergio. I think the main issue is people have issues going into the wedding and they are like, oh, when I get married, this, I'll figure this, this, this out. But yet these issues are get intensified when you're married and you're like, say it's financial or other issues. If you have these issues before you get married, you're going to have these issues after if you mm-hmm. don't find a way to fix it. Marriage isn't going to solve those problems. And Joe, what is, do you it, think? Uh, is it about the marriage or is it about the wedding? Sometimes people just want this big fairy tale experience. A lot and of they women think do. that's going to change things like Shanaz just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of women do. I think a lot of men have ideas about it as well. And I think too, like once you get into a relationship where you're married, there's more security in that relationship and people let themselves go. They start Mm -hmm. gaining weight and they start relaxing and, and, uh, you know, they're not on their best behavior anymore. Bring the flowers. And then also with marriage, I think comes a lot of different expectations, a different set of rules. You might expect more from your partner than you may have. Listen, that's it guys. It's such a slice. I love having you two in. And of oh, course, thank Joan, you for having week. us. Thanks, oh, everybody, thank for tuning into the pop culture edition of the Dating and Relationship Show. How do we get a hold of all of you, Shanaz? You can visit my website at www.fashionbylaw.com. And I'm also on Instagram at FBL underscore Canada. Um, my Instagram is at Tuxedo Sergio. And my website is www.tuxedosergio.com. And Joan. At Joan Kelly Walker Official on Instagram and my website, Joan Kelly Walker. And your brand at walmart.ca, the Joan Kelly Walker Collection. Yes. And I'm Laura Bellotta. Find me on Instagram, Laura underscore Bellotta. Also follow us at the Dating and Relationship Show on Instagram. And go to my website, singleinthecity.ca. I'll help you find someone. Ciao for now, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm.